nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry Austin, and as you can tell by my shirt, uh, it's raining here in San Antonio, thunderstorms, so reason for the delay of the start, I dropped AJ off at practice, and then as soon as I got back to the house, hey, practice was canceled due to lightning, thunder, and, you know, heavy, heavy winds, and Rafa, so thank you for uh, dealing with me 45 minutes late, you know, uh, Heavy rain, uh, Claybro 1604, the lights were out, so, you know, th <laughs> that made it even funner, just, you know, it's through here, but uh, down in Laredo, I hear you're, you're experiencing some weather down there as well. Yeah, we're getting a, I just looked out, I heard something wailing outside, and it was like, oh, looks like we have a dust storm coming in and all the wind, so, but no rain, so, it was 100 degrees today here in Laredo, <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> Uh, so, well, the good news is, is I'm not on the tight schedule like it used to be um, for it here, but that also means I didn't prepare the schedule for it here. Uh, but let's start with the uh, TAPS playoffs, because uh, that's kind of going on, and then we'll do uh, the Power 15, and then we'll go into the standings and kind of talk along those lines here. Um, I did not know that uh, they had... Uh, changed. I thought both the boys and the girls playoffs or taps were on the same same weekend. Uh, that was mm -hmm. not true. <laughs> so uh, girls are, or pardon me, the boys are already done. Uh, so we'll start with them here. Uh, since we last spoke uh, for here, Prestonwood beat St. Thomas. Antonian upset Nolan Catholic because uh, originally you had Nolan Catholic. Uh, I think going mm -hmm. uh, through here. Um, Village, uh, Village School upset uh, John Paul two out of Plano, which I think is a surprise because it's you know a Houston school upsetting a Dallas school, yeah. and Central Catholic uh, got by uh, Trinity uh, Trenton Christian Academy. So District Two, which is Houston San Antonio, had three of the four teams: Prestonwood uh, versus Central Catholic, uh, zero zero for the finals. Uh, Prestonwood Christian, uh, you know, won on PKs. I believe it was five four. So they are your TAPS uh, Division One boys uh, champions. So you got to give credit to me. I think Antonian making it to the Final Four and Central Catholic and, and both, uh, you know, represented San Antonio uh, well. Yeah, I mean, great season for the Buttons, but also for the Apaches, you know, you know, able to get a couple of great quality wins. And, you know, we're close to having an all San Antonio final. <laughs> it, it may happen. To, hopefully maybe in the future we'll have an all San Antonio final, but uh, like I said, the buttons advance um, just fell short on PKs. Uh, did hear that they did dominate the game. Um, 
it just, you know, just couldn't really find the goal and the village took advantage of it. And I mean, Press, Presswood took advantage of it and won a PKs. Yeah, so to me, like I said, you're a great season for Central Catholic, especially after the year last year uh, that they had, which was um, a little disappointing for them, I think, if you were to ask them. Um, but they mm -hmm. definitely rebounded, making it to the uh, TAP State uh, final here, uh, you know, obviously well representative. Uh, Division two, also uh, some surprises, I think, here. Uh, since we last uh, talked... Um, uh, your bracket-wise didn't do very well, but uh, Bishop Dunn uh, lost to Legacy Christian two to one. Uh, um, uh, Saint uh, Saint Michael's Catholic uh, got by Grapevine Faith Christian. I forgot to put the score there. Um, Brownsville Joseph six uh, zero over San Antonio Christian, um, but the one that you had originally picked was uh, Beaumont Kelly. They lost to TMI Episcopal five to one. Then in the semifinals, uh, Brownsville Joseph uh, knocked off TMI again for the third time, uh, two to one. Um, and Legacy Christian beat St. Michael's Catholic out of Austin, uh, 2 0. And then Legacy Christian got by uh, St. Joseph Brownsville, 2 0 today. So uh, you're, one of your DFW powers uh, you know, was able to come through and knock it off. But I think for to me, you know, once again, uh, I think, you know, South Texas and if you include uh, Austin into that represented, you know, three out of the final four. Um, now, and, you know, just like in, in Division One, uh, you know, the Plano team, Frisco team ended up winning it all. But uh, to get three out of four teams to me is, is an accomplishment. I would like to think. Yeah, I think it looks you can see that the that gap because you know we saw that gap with the dallas and you know austin san antonio south texas area including houston it was kind of wider for a while but now it's, it's starting to close and you can see you know great seasons by ronzo st joseph's and the austin schools and uh you know getting that tmi not getting that big upset over beaumont kelly who was heavily favored for to win it all um it just shows that our our you know the taps teams in our area are you know are getting stronger and better and really closing that gap against, you know, against Dallas. Now, Division Three, um, to me, I guess, kind of an upset, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, so in the regionals, the Comet Dallas beat Brook Hill 1-0 and um, what I thought was kind of the matchup of the round. Prince of Peace Car uh, Carrollton rolled uh, uh, Pantego Christian 8-0. Uh, New Braunfels Christians lost to St. Thomas Episcopal uh, 5-0, and British International School rolled Cyprus 4-1. However, and this is where I think, you know, because you had British International and the Convent both going to the final, St. Thomas was able to get the victory. Um, but to me, just, you know, in speaking with you and Coach Cano, uh, anytime the Convent loses is typically an eyebrow raiser, but Prince of Peace of Carrollton uh, ended up, uh, getting by the convent and then of course ended up beating St. Thomas Episcopal out of Houston 1-0 uh, to win the uh, championship uh, for that here for TAPS Division 3. Yeah, like I said, we had two, I think, kind of perennial favorites with the convent and, and the British school. Uh, but, you know, great job for the, the teams in the semifinals to kind of throw a little curveball on us. And, and like I said, Prince of Peace went, went in it all. So, like it shows, like it shows that, you know, this division three was very competitive and 
and really also unpredictable towards the end because some teams really kind of took advantage of those big wins and able to carry on and go to, you know, get to the final. So moving to the ladies, that's still going on right now. Let me see if we got, because the, they didn't have the Ursuline score updated uh, when I did these here. Let's see if it's been updated at this point here. Uh, so I know John Paul, uh, two out of Plano, got by Bishop Lynch, two to one. And this is Division One. Let me see if they've updated it here. Uh, and er, one second here. Yeah, Ursuline did get through. According to here, it's a 1-0 win. I'm just trying to – actually, they advanced in, P, in, in PKs, 3-1 PKs. Uh, so Ursuline Academy advanced past uh, Parish Episcopal of Dallas uh, in PKs, 3-1 uh, for that here. Um, which sets up a final tomorrow at 2 p.m. Ursuline Academy out of date, uh, Dallas and John Paul second out of Plano uh, for that here. I'm just trying to see really no. Uh, this was the round. This is the bracket that basically Division One wiped out Division Two, which is the San Antonio Houston area mm -hmm. um, uh, for that here. So. Any thoughts? I, I know Ursuline's a, a major powerhouse. Uh, you give uh, John Paul two out of Plano a, a chance, or I, I think I think with the result we just saw them going, you know, Ursuline getting taken to PKs, that's going to be positive for, you know, for John Paul to see, hey, you know, this team is vulnerable, and if we can get a lead ahead ahead and. And, and keep it, we can we can win this. So it, it's going to be a very competitive game. Like I said, I'll still give the edge to Ursuline because of the tradition, the history of that of that school of winning all those multiple championships. But you know, to be tested that early on and tested there in the semifinal, you know, what are the ramifications going to you know going to tomorrow? You know how you know going into overtime, going to the PKs and you know, how fresh is this yeah, yeah. So how fresh is this team going to be? And can John Paul, you know, take advantage of that? And and like I said, if they can get a lead and kind of wear them out, I, I think they could pull off the upset. But like I said, I think Ursuline still has because, like I said, they have the history, the tradition. They've been there. I, I think they'll have the slight edge. But I think this will be a very competitive game. Uh, D2. Um, so, uh, Southwest Christian got upset by St. Michael's Catholic out of Austin. Grapevine got by Liberty Christian out of Argyle. Uh, San Antonio Christian uh, made it to the semifinals. And uh, St. John 23 College Prep out of Katy uh, got by Lutheran South, which set up uh, semifinals earlier today. Grapevine Faith uh, got by St. Michael's Catholic out of Austin. So the both boys and girls from St. Michael's went, went to the uh, final four for TAP. So congratulations and San Antonio Christian. Um, unfortunately, lost a close one today uh, to uh, you know your favorite uh, St. John Paul twenty third uh, yeah, by a score of two to one, which sets up a uh, great a uh, great fine faith versus uh, St. John uh, twenty three. So, like I said, your typical Dallas Houston matchup here, and it's going to be great. Uh, kudos to San Antonio Christian, you know, to almost you know taking taking them. <laughs> to the limit, you know, just losing by a goal, and you know it could have tipped you know, either way on that game. But 
you know, hats off to them. Like I said, I think they'll be they'll bounce back from this, and I think they'll, they'll I think they can make another run for next for next year. And to me, what stands out if you look at the scores: 12-0 over St. Anthony Catholic mm-hmm. out of San Antonio, 4-0, and then a close two-one, which uh, you know to me kind of sets them up. Uh, I think to you know for a very uh, good final, and that final is at noon tomorrow uh, for that here, and then the third one. It's the fourth one, right? Uh, basically, uh, the convent uh, got by McKinney Christian. Uh, 1-0. Let me check to see if it was PKs, if it's been updated to that, because with 1-0's on there. Nope. So 1-0. And then uh, in the Battle of uh, San Antonio Area Schools, uh, John Paul II out of shirts uh, got by Geneva 1-0 uh, you know, for there here. So Sets up John Paul shirts uh, versus uh, the convict in round four, and it's what two one JP two right? Yeah, and this is this has been the matchup the last four years, and uh, JP's looking to get the repeat here. And like I said, they've traded titles in the last the last three, and here you know JP's looking for that. You know, like I said to get that second title in a row. It's going to be an awesome game. Uh, but also kudos to Geneva, you know, to Geneva, taking, yeah, a, yeah to making that game close, and you know they they really stormed in the playoffs, and they have nothing to be ashamed of, you know, they can have their hang their head high for what they accomplished. But JP, you know, JP seconds on a mission to get that that repeat, and uh, it's like a like Canelo Alvarez versus Triple G. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what you can you see this, you know, this matchup, you know. I'm sure they do not like each other, and you know, they, and they're they're gonna lay it on the line tomorrow. Tomorrow, go who gets that title? And that matches at 10 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. I think what stood out to me for Geneva is you, you know, you and I went back and forth because you had protected Cypress Christian to get by, yeah. and then uh, I I was leaning more to JP two. You lean, you actually leaned to uh, Cypress Christian to you know to go forward. Uh, with it, but I think when we had our discussion, it was a 50-50, yeah. uh, 50-50 shot. So, uh, and for Geneva to, to blow them out 6-0 was a huge statement to me on the progress that Geneva's made. So, originally you thought the convent was going to get by the Cypress Christian. You still believe that they're going to host the trophy, or you think JP2 uh, coming through the trek that they did uh, will will get the third out of four? I, I think JP two. I think I think they're they're on a mission, and like I said, they, there's no love lost between these two. And I, I think they is going to be a very close one. I can see this one going to overtime, maybe even PKs. But I, I think JP two brings brings that title home back again for a second straight year in a row. But that that should be good. And I'm going to get you, know, Coach Cano. You know, if you need to put me on mute right now, please do. I would have loved to have watched the taps playoffs but at for ten dollars for division of gender well it wasn't game it was ten dollars for you could have watched all of division two girls for ten you know ten dollars and change you know 12 bucks rounding up but to watch all you know to watch all six divisions you know for you know or all six um brackets i guess you could say 
would have ran you close to $70. And to me, you're talking what, six times four, 24. So three matches on each six matches. So 36 matches. To me, I, I think it's it's just way too much. Uh, you know, you know, for me, um, I could, I think you, could, I think they could get more of an audience. Uh, you know, on 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 the, you know, on on the app on the thing there. If they charge, if they would have charged fifteen twenty dollars for everybody, I probably I probably would have paid that just to be able to yeah. watch it. You know, be able to watch it, but. You know, to be able because to me that's entertaining soccer that 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 you're able to get. But taps, you got to do better. Uh, I know you're private, but still, um, you know, you still you still got to do better. Um, maybe, maybe they need, maybe they need to go to the Texan live. <laughs> they can give them a better deal <laughs> for that. <laughs> or and I'm sure the production, whichever one. I'm sure the production was good. You know, not you know, I didn't launch it or see it mm -hmm. here. So I'm sure it's worth the money, and, and I know it's not cheap to film these games and, and to produce them and all that stuff. But that that's just if you want to grow the game, if you want to have the the you know get taps out there a little bit more. Um, to me, I, I think they missed the mark on that here. So, any final thoughts on taps before we move to uh, Rafa's Power Fifteen? Uh, just like I said, just enjoyed the tap season, giving them coverage. You know, much to love for them because, like I said, not many cover them, and I'm glad we do cover them and uh, show them that, you know, there's some quality soccer, some great teams there, and I think they can also – that could compete in the UIL districts and so forth and maybe even make even deep runs in, into the playoffs and so forth. But kudos to all the state champs and the runner-ups. And the teams that went to the final four, and they and for the ladies, you know, good luck to them for tomorrow tomorrow's game. JB two, bring it home. So Rafa's fifteen. I'm just going to warn Rafa up front. I was kind of in a hurry. Work was super crazy. I didn't get as much time as I would normally would have liked to. So if there is errors, I do apologize uh, for it. Here he gave it to me yesterday, and I was like, I'll do it today. I'll do it last night, and I got sidetracked, and then you know, life happened. Uh, so drop from the 15th, um, Antonian, uh, you know, ended the year 23 and four, uh, they were 15th last week. So right on that last and they dropped out. Uh, but I don't remember in the two, three years we've been doing this, a, you know, the fall of Lee, um, last, last ranking, which was two weeks ago, uh, they were fourth. Um, I think they may have had one loss. At that point, they had zero um, losses. I think at that point. Well, no, because they weren't, or well, they oh, were okay, number okay. one for a period, right? Yeah. Uh, so, no, they were like number two. Number two, but then they had a loss, and then you dropped them to four, and then since then, um, well, they've got more L's, uh, you know, through there here. So, fifteen and five, nine and four. You got to assume some sort of injury or possibly club type situation may, you know, maybe, uh, you know, for that here, just cause they are a quality team. Mm -hmm. Um, when we get to the standings, they're still comfortably in the playoff rounds, but, uh, unfortunately they did drop, uh, from Rafa's rankings, uh, for that here. And they're not even on the just missed either, which was kind of, uh, kind of surprising. So just missed, uh, Wimberley still on there. Uh, Kennedy still on there. 
Uh, Antonian uh, dropped from 15, just missed here, but their season's over. So, you know, barring other results, most likely they'll finish there, possibly slide further down, depending on other results. Canyon and um, Pleasanton uh, has, has uh, moved up uh, to, you know, to there here. So your kind of thoughts on the, uh, the five that you got that's just out. And if you want to comment on Lee, uh, you know, being out of it as well. Yeah, with Lee, you know, three losses in a row really kind of, you know, hurt them here with the rankings. I know they got a win last night, but they just got it's They just squeaked by Marshall, and I expected more for them from that game. Um, you know, I guess I mean, and Steve Sanchez, who were the 55th, we broadcasted the game last Friday, and they just had, you know, they, they look, like I said, they have, they're a talented team. Uh, but something seems, you know, something must be going on. I don't know if it's injuries or they're missing key players. Like you mentioned, maybe from club soccer. Uh, you know, they had a really tough time beating Reagan, uh, trying to even create chances because the first the first time they beat Reagan one nil, and you know, ever since that loss, that first loss, they've kind of like really kind of slipped down. But hopefully, maybe they get out of that that win they got last night. Get out of the night before to get out of that slump and and start picking it up and getting ready. They're still a dangerous team, you know, yeah. you know, especially going to the playoffs. So don't, don't, don't take them lightly because they lost. And like I said, those three losses against quality team, those four losses against quality teams. So like I said, 28, 28-6A for the girls is, is, is probably one of the toughest districts in the state. So that's no shame on who they lost. It's, it's just going to get them ready for the playoffs. But as far as with these, uh, with the next five, like I said, Wimberley, like I said, they're still in there. Uh, like I said, a couple of games behind Bernie, uh, Antonio, great season. I'm not, like, uh, we're surprised that they had that loss. That loss. I thought I expected them maybe go maybe a little bit deeper. Um, you know, especially some great wins they had in the district play. Um, just kind of like I said, I'm surprised about that. Canyon, they've been winning some great games. They're kind of flying a little under the radar. I have seen them play. They got a great team. That I saw when they beat Austin Bowie. Uh, so they, they're going to cause some problems there in 26-5A. Uh, Kennedy, like I said, they did suffer their first loss against Xenovernia, but they're still like I said, a great season for them. And then the newcomer, Pleasanton, uh, they're dominating that district, 28-4A. Keep an eye on them. They could maybe do some damage on the, you know, coming also in the playoffs as well. So moving to number 15, if I can find my cursor here. Oh. The Lady Unicorns out of New Braunfels, uh, out of 6A27, 12-5-2, and 6-0-1, uh, and they move up from the just missed of uh, last of, uh, of last uh, last week's uh, rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Braunfels, like I said, they've, they've kind of bounced back since their non-district schedule. Like I said, they've taken control of 27-6A. Uh, it's going to be interesting, like I say, if they win the district, who they match up with 28-6A. You know, could it be Brandeis or could it be Lee, you know, in that first-round game? And that, I think that'll be a really good competitive game, you know, moving forward. Number 14, Davenport, uh, the Wolves, the Lady Wolves, uh, 4A-26, uh, 16-5-2 and 6-2-1 and one in district uh, also got promoted from the just missed. Yeah, Davenport, like I said, they've bounced back with a couple losses. They've been some, been some great wins. I mentioned 26-4-8 for the girls. You got 
three quality teams, like I said, with Wimberley and also with Bernie. Uh, I, I expect that, except for the second spot, it's going to be a dogfight between uh, Davenport and Wimberley who gets that second seed. And it could potentially mean hosting a playoff game in that first round. 13, the uh, Lady Panthers from O'Connor uh, out of 6829, uh, 14-5, 9-3. One thing I've noticed about O'Connor is they've uh, strung together quite a few wins uh, here recently. Yeah, after a couple losses, I know that they get swept by Taft. Their district this year, you know, they had another another loss with Brandon. You know, they did slip down. A lot down of people are getting swept by Taft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they slipped down, but they're still a competitive team. I think they'll do well, especially because they're on the kind of the other side of the bracket. I, I could look what they did last year. I could see them getting into a, you know a regional semifinal. So they got a quality team, and uh, so keep an eye on them what they do in, in the playoffs. But what's important of this? Can can they get that second seed or the third seed? You know, it's it's that's going to be important because maybe that avoids them from playing Taff again in that regional uh, quarterfinal. You know, you know, especially that third seed, you're, they'll probably see them again. So they're, I'm sure they'll probably want to get that second seed so they can you know advance through. Uh, also from six eight twenty nine, uh, moving up one, uh, Brendan Bears uh, nine and three also in district fifteen and five. Yeah, Brandon, same thing. Like I said, they got swept with season season by Taft, but they got a good win. Like I said, bounce back win against O'Connor. So like I said, they're those two are fighting it out for that second seed. Uh, they still got some tough games coming up. You know, like I said, that you know that Warren team, that Southern Wyoming team. You know, they, they got to kind of if they can make yeah if they can make Brandon can maintain and win out uh, their district games, they'll end up getting that second seed. Number 11, uh, Lavernia Bears, uh, 4 8 27. Last week, 14th, moved up a little bit. Uh, 12, uh, pardon me, 10 3 2 5 0 oh, 2 in district. Uh, I still sense you're probably a little bit disappointing based on your preseason thoughts for them. Yeah, I honestly thought they would dominate 27 4 8, but they have a couple draws. But they did get a quality win against Kennedy, so they can, that's got them in first place right now in district. Uh, and so hopefully they'll, like I said, they'll continue on and 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 keep on winning their games and start getting the, you know, kind of like the, you know, peak at start picking at the right time. And I, I think they can do some things in the playoffs. You know, you know, but it'll be tough if they have match up with maybe Wimberley or Bernie or or even Davenport. That 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 could be a challenge for them. But it'll still be an exciting game. You know, to see them in that in that in the playoffs. Number ten, uh, the Johnson Jaguars, uh, ten one and one. Uh, last week twelve, so they've improved to twelve four and two on the season. Yeah, Johnson's got. I think you know, kind of finally got it together. Had a little rough start of the season, missing some players. Uh, I know they had that tough loss against South Lake Carroll, but you see on their district schedule, they've roared back uh, in contention for the district title for twenty eight six a. They got that big win against Lee, and I think ever, ever since then they've been, uh, you know, been very dominant. They got a tough one tomorrow night against Reagan, which is for the Ian's Cup. That should be, if you have a chance, head out there. For first place, too. Yeah, for first place, too. So this could be, this probably could be your district championship game here. Um, so head out there to Blossom, and it's going to be a great game between, you know, Reagan and Johnson. And like I said, it, it's, it's going to be a classic, so. 
and make sure you say it out there tomorrow night. Uh, Southwest, the Lady Dragons, 15-2 and 1. 901 in district here. Last week, 11th have improved up uh, to number uh, up to nine uh, for this week here. Uh, solidly in first place. Uh, you know, I don't know if you'd say that they've clinched already, but are fairly close to you know clinching the uh, number one seed out of that district. Yeah, they had a big win against Medina Valley, so they kind of separated them about a game and a half. Uh, so it's a great win for them because the first game, first turnaround, it was a close one here. One oh yeah. Two yeah, they took care of business here. Uh, as long as they can win out, I know they had a kind of disappointing tie a few weeks ago, which was rare. Um, if South they can side, win yeah. out, yeah, against Southside, and if they can win out, like I said, they'll have no problem clinching the district title. And I'm hoping to see if the, if the South Hoist girls can also, you know, go at least two, three deep into the playoffs this year. Uh, Piper Warriors. Uh... Last week, last ranking eighth, still eighth, nine and one in district, six, uh, 16, three and one uh, for a first year program here, you know, ha having a great, uh, great season in 5A26. Yeah, what can you say about this team? You know, full of sophomores and freshmen, a tough loss against, uh, against Vincent Valley. They gave them a game, you know. They just couldn't take advantage of, you know, Simpson Valley having a player down. Uh, I think if they could have gotten the goal there, maybe they could have changed could have changed things. But like I said, they're going to play again. This time they're going to play at the Coliseum. So they're still in striking range for the district title. They just have to make sure to take care of business, you know, knock off, you know, Canyon, Bernie Champion. They still got some, some two quality components coming up, uh, even, uh, you know, Kerrville Tyvee. So, you know, but I'm looking forward for the rematch and see, you know, how, you know, what Piper's learned from that game, learned from the mistakes, um, and what kind of game plan they're going to have when, when Sunset Valley comes visit that, because that could, so that could determine who wins the district. San Antonio Christian finished the year 15-4-1, uh, 10-0 in district, last, uh, last week 10. Uh, this week uh, finished 7th. Uh, I forgot where they uh, they went pretty far in the uh, playoffs. The state right? semifinals. Yeah, state semis. Yeah, it's a great so. season for San Antonio Christian. Like I said, one of the district title, uh, deep run and taps playoffs. You know, just a little fell short, close game. No, no shame on that. And like I said, hopefully they can build upon that for next year and make and like I said, make another deep run and hopefully bring the district. You know, bring the state title here to San Antonio. Number six, uh, we already kind of talked to them about previously with uh, their uh, their rival, uh, Reagan Rattlers, 13-4-1, uh, 11-1. So they have that half-game lead, but as you mentioned, ninth last week. Uh, rides tomorrow, right, as far as whether yeah. they move up or uh, slide back down a little. Yeah, and then, like I said, last week we saw them on Friday. Great game against Elite, the Glee Girls. Uh, quality. You know, great, great goals, great, you know, moving on the ball. I think they've kind of bounced. Now they're starting to peak at the right time. Um, and like I said, the big matchup tomorrow, it is more likely is for the district title. Can Reagan win this, you know, win this? Last year they they traded off, they spit the series. Can Reagan win this one? And if they do win this one, more likely they are going to be crowned district champions for the 28-6A. Number five, uh, JP2 shirts, uh, the Guardians, 
uh, in the TAPS Championship uh, with the win tomorrow. You got to fig figure they move up because uh, they did last year once they uh, brought home the trophy. But uh, finishing fifth last week, they were seventh here. But uh, they got one more match, and, and it's yeah. for everything. Yeah, it's all it's all the marbles. Like I mentioned, it's like the like I mentioned like Canelo Triple G, but part four here with the Covenant. Uh, it's gonna like I say, it's gonna be a fight. But I, I think I have I have faith in JP two here. I think they can pull it off and, and repeat as state champs. And you know, if they get the state championship, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll move up in the rankings. And just like with. Uh, um, just like with, uh, was it the Bowl Champion Series uh, when they picked mm -hmm. the college uh, football players? Uh, titles do carry a little bit of weight with Rafa. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that here. So, uh, and they're off, you know, for that here. So, you can ask Rick Flair. He's got the 16 titles. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, and then the you know, uh, really not a lot of movement at the top, uh, you know, outside of uh, Lee dropping. Number four, Bernie, uh, nineteen and two, nine and zero in district. Uh, can, you know, can, and we'll go over it in the standings. But uh, I don't know what else you can really say that we haven't already said. Yeah, they they've taken full control of this district. I know it was going to be a dogfight with the two teams then, Wimberley and Davenport, but. But the scary part is last year they're very young. This team has got a lot of experience now, and I think they have that that bad taste in the mouth from losing in the semifinals last year. And I think they're on a mission to get back, not only get back at it, but get into the title game. And you know who's to say we don't have double champions from from boys and the girls for four years, but here with Bernie. So I think they have a good. They're playing great. They have a good shot. I know that has maybe some obstacles coming up, but I think there's nothing that they can't handle. They haven't been, like I said, I think they can handle the pressure. And like I said, just keep an eye on this team. I think they're going to do a lot of great things coming up in the, in the, in the playoffs. Number three, uh, Alamo Heights, uh, the Lady Mules, 13-0 uh, in district. You know, last week, three. Uh, no changes in, in the top three, but, uh, you know, we'll get to it here. Overall, uh, 16-0-3 draws. Uh, your thoughts on the Lady Mules? Yeah, the, here with the Lady Mules, um, like I said, they've pretty much you know wrapped up 27-5-8. They had a big win versus Jeff, a 10-0 win. I think that was a statement there, like, hey, you know, this district's over. We're going to, you know, you know, I know they have some games pending, but I think they're going to now setting their focus now in the playoffs. And they're going to have some challenges in the playoffs, but I think I think they'll do well. And who knows? Maybe they won't be that one team that represents us, for, you know, in, in Georgetown for five A. Number six. This one kind of won't lie. Kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Fifteen zero and one. Uh, the Lady Taft. Uh, ta uh, pardon me. The Taft Lady, uh, Lady Red Raiders uh, ended up picking a draw. I forgot who they drew against. I can look it up here real quick. Yeah, here, Warren. Eleven. Eleven zero and one. Fifteen zero and one. Uh, so they're per, you know semi perfect season I guess you could say because you know they didn't get you know the W, uh, not much of a drop you know they were number one last week uh, for it here. Your thoughts on just knocking them down just the one for a draw compared to Alamo Heights uh, you know uh, who's who's been knocking on the door as well. Yeah, here with Taff you know I, I was so surprised with that 
that draw with Warren, but I know Warren's been kind of one of those teams that's kind of been chugging along to trying to get that last playoff spot, which I think the tie actually helps Warren, you know, kind of, you know, able to steal points from one of the top three teams to kind of push us, you know, kind of distance themselves from Sotomayor. So uh, I thought Taft now over Sotomayor. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think Taft, you know, really should have won that game, but I guess I think sometimes, for what I heard, I guess parking the bus <laughs> happens a few times and just couldn't figure them out and get, get, get the goal. But still, Taft's going to win District 296A. I still see them going deep and, you know, going into hopefully, like I said, into the regional tournament here in San Antonio. And I know in past years, um, you and especially as a coach, you probably don't mind a loss or uh, or a draw this you know, this late in the year just to kind of refocus and, and mm-hmm. kind of you know say hey we've got it. There's some things we have to work on even though we've had a lot of success. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that they lost, but the draw. You know, I'm assuming the coach is going to be like, okay, look, this this is what happens when we're not at our A game. We still need to do a, a little bit more. Yeah, they. I think this is a little wake up call for them. You know. Because they were flying high, I think it, you know it's good to get humbled a little bit, because that'll get you refocused. And they know that they have a target on their back, and they can't take anybody lightly, no matter who what the record is. You know, especially in going into the playoffs, you know, because you never know a different. You know, they may try to do the same tactic that you did, and which caused this result. You know, you got to learn how to kind of you know get around that tactic and, and take advantage and get the win. So, but this this is a learning experience for them. Because they're still a young team, but they're gonna, I think they'll bounce back and do great things and be on the playoffs. So you're number one, Smithson Valley, perfect, 18, 10, rolling. Uh, last week was two, moved up to number one with the draw uh, out of 5A26, which uh, was Piper Canyon and Bernie Champion, and even if you want to throw in Kerrville Tyvee. Uh, but uh, you mentioned last week the big big one was uh, Smithson Valley and uh, Piper, and, and obviously Smithson Valley came out with the victory. Uh, so your thoughts on the Lady Rangers? Uh, what can you say about Smithson Valley? They've, I think moving down from 6A to 5A, they've really kind of flexed their muscle. Uh, tough, you know, great win for them, you know, being down, down a player against Piper, able to get that 2-0 win. Uh, they still got some challenges coming up. You know, that Canyon team could surprise them. You know, they can't take them lightly. Same thing with – even though Bernie Champion may not have the best record, they're still your regional Region 4 champions. And, you know, they can kind of get – like what they did last year, you know, they got took their lumps from Driftman Springs and they put it together and made that run. So they can't take them lightly because they're going to be playing. Yeah, they're playoff tested. And then also they still got to play Piper and they're going to have to go to Piper and – Piper will probably learn from their the mistakes, make a new game plan, and you know who knows that could be a different result, and that could you know end up having co-district champions. But you know, kudos yeah. to Suits Valley for being number one this week. So moving on to the boys, uh, dropping out Harlandale uh, off to the great start, but a couple of a uh, couple of uh, uh, losses are starting to pop up here. Nineteen three and one. Uh, 15, you know, they were 13th, uh, 15, uh, Thomas Edison high school, 12, four and two out of five, eight, 27, 10 and three. Um, both of them, uh, are on your dismiss. So they're still on your radar, uh, d- despite, uh, you know, taking a, taking an L, uh, last week here, uh, for the hair, but also Davenport, uh, O'Connor boys and Floresville, all non-ranked, uh, you know, 
creeping into uh, you know the roughest radars here on, on the just missed section of uh, your Power 15. Yeah, like uh, Harlandale, like so after that bad loss against Southwest, had another bad loss, you know, you know, a week after that. So that's why they dropped out of the top 15. Edison had a big win over the top team in 27-6A, but then they had a loss. So that kind of hurt them a bit, you know, and, and it may have cost them the, the chances to move in striking rates to get that district title. Um, but still, they're, they're still going to be a dangerous team, you know, you know, going into the playoffs. Uh, Davenport, like I said, they've done, you know, bounced back from, you know, from a tough pre-district pre season. Uh, they're doing well in 26-4A. And like I said, I know that, you know, they had a, Know, just been trying to challenge Bernie for that district title. Uh, Floresville, newcomer, they've done well in that 24A. I think that drop from 5A to 4A has really helped. And you can see uh, just one draw in, in district play, but they got great quality wins. And I think they're pretty much going to run away with that district. And then my last one is, is uh, O'Connor. That After a couple of little rough starts, they're, they're starting to bounce back. They're starting to get their strata. And like I said, they're, you know, you know, in the top three in their district, you know, just right behind Outside of Harlan, Harlan, they're second. Harlan. And, and, yeah. and yeah, in third, uh, it's, it's kind of tight and we'll get to it on there, but mm -hmm. I think they're probably the, the favorite now for the second seed out, out of, out of district 29 uh, for that here. So, so, so at 15, uh, one of our, uh, section 114, uh, Seat mates, uh, you know, uh, his son played for them a, a few years back as a goalie. Uh, finally, finally breaking in after a very, very slow start for Clemens. Uh, you know, last week was on the just missed. This week they kind of move up and are first in the uh, 6A27. Yeah, the, Clemens is put great, great season. Um, they're kind of starting to take control of that 27-6A, which I thought New Braunfels would be kind of, you know, coming in the favorite, but Clements challenged them, and now they've gotten the results. And so it's, it's this is a district for them to lose, but I think they'll get more great, better better results, you know, finishing off the district the district play for them. Don't sleep on New Braunfels. We'll talk about in the in the standings, but uh, they're still in it. Uh, yeah, for here Smithson Valley, uh, thirteen seven one eight and two. Last week, 11th, but they slid down a little bit uh, uh, to, from 11 to 14. Yeah, they started out, you know, 6-0, and undefeated in the district play, but then the big game versus Piper. Piper gets the big win, and like I said, they're in first place in district. And then since they had another loss, but still, I think they've bounced back after a rough start in the preseason. Uh, you can mm -hmm. see there they've really done well. Um, and I think they said they're, they're still be a, they're going to still going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs, you know, and, and just because you know, I said they have quality coaching. I think they're, they're like I said they're getting things together, you know, even those little two setbacks in district. Nothing wrong with that because they lost to two quality teams, but they'll be ready for the like I said for the playoffs coming up. Uh, Thirteen, uh, the third place team right now in in the district there, uh, Bernie Champion, ten one and four, seven one and two. Uh, 14-13, so like I said here, you know, with Smithson Valley, you know, Bernie Champion, what, half game, well, 8-2, and 7-1-2, and two, so I'm not sure exactly how that equates out uh, for here, what, a game out, I guess, or so, uh, mm -hmm. for that second slot, but 
both very quality uh, quality teams that you know are fighting for that pivotal second seed. Yeah, Bernie Champ is really bouncing back from last year's disappointment, and like I said, you can and you can see the district the district record they have. And like I said, they're still in range for the for the district title, not too far. Uh, they can get, get some good wins towards the end. You know, they'll be surprised they can get that first seed. You know, but like I said, they still have games coming up with Cincinnati Valley and Piper. You know, that is going to determine as far as the kind of the balance there, who gets the, the district the first seed there, in, in the play, for the playoffs. Number twelve, Lavernia, uh, the the Bears, seventeen two and two, five and one in district. Uh, played it even, twelfth last week, twelfth this week. Yeah, they kind of bounced back a bit, you know, after that tough loss against Memorial. They had a big win against Kennedy, uh, but they have a showdown again with Memorial, which is more likely going to be for the district title. Um, you know, can like I said, can they get it get it done and um, We'll see. Like I said, they had a great season last year, and I was in the discipline of the first round. Uh, this is a time right now to start get some quality wins, get some momentum, and hopefully get off. You know, get off that uh, that first round monkey and get into you know go a little deeper into the playoffs. Number eleven, uh, the Broncos of Brandeis, uh, 13-4-3, 9-3-1. Last week seventh, uh, so uh, unfortunately not a good week for them. Yeah, a couple losses um, in district play, but you know, no shame on losing to Lee. Like I said, that's quality team there. Uh, one thing with Brandeis, like I said, they're still going to be a very dangerous team in in the playoffs, and especially going against twenty, you know, twenty seven six a, whether you're you're Clemens or New Braunfels, you need to keep an eye. Like I said, this this team can you know really do some damage and maybe pull off that that upset in that first round as far as the seedings is concerned. But like I said, they're one of the one of the best teams in our in the in the town, uh, and I think they'll do some good things you know coming up this this in the playoffs. And Mario Garcia says thank you for the show and thank you for your service based on, on your, based on your picture there. Uh, Mario, uh, thank you, uh, you know, uh, for all that you do for us, uh, for that here. Uh, moving on from uh, Brandeis to Johnson, um, nine one and two, eleven four and four, tenth last week they just missed, so they did pull in, but they're in uh, a very top heavy uh, district. Mm -hmm. um, you could argue the bottom's fairly weak, but. Uh, you know, Johnson Reagan. You know, if, if it's not for the ladies, that means also for you know for the for the boys. And just like with the with the girls, uh, the boys is also a very very important match as well. Yeah, Johnson's really bounced back, and like I said, they've you know kind of charged through. And this is like I said, Friday's game is an opportunity for them to maybe move up and getting you know a higher seed into in the playoffs. You know, here with the Ian's well, right Cup. now they're. Right now, you know, based on how my yeah, center second right now and Matt yeah. Trepp, they're second with Reagan same record uh, as 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 third. I guess you, I think they're both fairly comfortable. You know, going to be finishing ahead of Brandeis, although you kind of open that door. But finishing second and third is a real. I guess there's a home field advantage, right? That first round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and like I said, this game, you know. 
tiebreakers is a big thing. And Johnson really, if they really want to get into saying that second seed is, is, you know, they have to knock off Reagan. Uh, a tie might, you know, like I said, they still have to play Lee. That's the one thing there. So getting a win tomorrow is important for them because, you know, I know they tied Lee the first in the first go around, but who knows what happens? What could happen in the second go around? But maybe they get the upset. So, and then maybe still have, you know, winning those two games still has aspirations to win the district title too as well. So Memorial uh, number nine last week ten moved up. Uh, you know, I think you know Memorial uh, is it Lavernia is the which one's that? Let me get in the groups mixed up here. Yeah, yeah, Lavernia. Uh, kind of the matchup with them's uh, kind of waiting here before I think you see see a big jump from you know from uh, Memorial again. Uh, Fourteen, four and one, six and one in district. Uh, ten last week, nine this week here. Um, does it really come down to that uh, matchup with Lavernia before you kind you kind of think that they're a, a serious player for the playoffs? Yeah, they, like I said, they have that win over Lavernia, even though they had that right. loss with Kennedy. Yeah, with Kennedy, but they bounced back and beat Kennedy, but. The game versus Lavernia could determine. I think that's going to be at Verner's uh, uh, Edgewood Stadium. I yes, think so next Edgewood. week. That's could. That's going to determine whoever wins that game is, going to, is probably going to end up winning the District Twenty Seven Four A title. And and this is a great opportunity here for for Memorial, who like I said last year, you know, like I said in Five A, you know, didn't really do much there in their, that district. But here's the one way to really kind of change things around kind of the same story like last year with Sam Houston, you know, how they turned things around and got into the playoffs. Here's an out here. Melrose has an opportunity not only to get the playoffs, but also win a district title and maybe be able to surprise some teams in four. You know, that'd be maybe a good matchup if they run into maybe a Davenport or, or even Bernie. Yeah. Next Tuesday, five o'clock at Edgeward, uh, Lavernia uh, and uh, Memorial. Um, and then they follow up uh, with the trip to uh, Gonzales, which uh, is a tricky one, mm-hmm. um, you know, a- as well here. But yeah, the you know, Memorial gets Fox Tech, which they should handle. Um, and then they have that big rematch against the uh, Lavernia next Tuesday on, on the 7th uh, for that here. Uh, Reagan uh, at last week six, this week eight, uh, nine, one, and two, 13, four, and four. Uh, Kind of slipped down a little bit in the, in the standings just because of how close that 6A28 is uh, between 2, 3, and 4. Um, and I guess you could include Lee as well. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your thoughts on Reagan's uh, past uh, couple weeks here. Yeah, at the game versus Lee, I know that in, in the tie, they really needed that game to, to at least kind of get back, creep into the district title race. You know, it, it set them back a little bit. Uh, like I said, they're still within striking, you know, striking distance. Uh, they need a win Friday night and then hopefully get some help, you know, with, you know, maybe Johnson knocks off Lee in the game and that get them back into play, you know, for the for the district title and make that same run like they did last year in, in the playoffs. I know they just got back their goalkeeper, their star goalkeeper, made some great saves Friday night. And, and like I said, he might be the difference breaker here in the, this, these coming games for them. And uh, But still a very dangerous team. I, I think, like I said, for all the players that they have, uh, you can see them, you know, also making another another deep run like they did last year. Alamo Heights at number seven, fifth last week here, 17-2, uh, 12-1 in district here. 
uh, for that here uh, along those lines here uh, for you know for Alamo Heights. Yeah, Alamo Heights, uh, they were cruising along on that District 275A until they got knocked off by Edison. Great run by Edison. Uh, but like I said, there's still two games ahead. You know, Edison wasn't able to take advantage. But, you know, having that loss really hurt them because they would have been one game behind, you know, from Alhad. So maybe, you know, splitting the district title. But I think maybe, like you mentioned before, this would probably humble Alamo Heights, kind of woke them up. Because they know that coming into the playoffs, you know, that they, they have to be ready to go and they can't take anybody lightly. But like I said, that's why I have them here at number seven this week. Yeah, and, and you know, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, if you're in a comfortable position like Alamo Heights is where, you know, they've still got a two-game lead over second place, having a loss, you know, obviously the coach never wants to lose, don't get me wrong, but having that loss can kind of help you know, bring back the team a little bit here. So uh, I'd rather have the loss now than in the playoffs. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Piper, not, last week nine, this week six, seven, two, and three, eight, oh, and two, and, and five, eight, 26. Um, kind of opened up a little bit of a gap, although it's still reachable. You know, it's not a clear cut, but, uh, you know, they, they've opened up a little bit of a space where if they do have a drop, um, well, I guess Bernie Champion technically mm-hmm. only has one loss, so through there here. But you know, Smithson Valley at two losses, and and then Canyon at three. So um, in in a great position for a first uh, first year, t- you know, first year uh, first year high school. Yeah, the Piper boys, like I said, they've been on fire. Big win over Simpson Valley, you know, a couple weeks ago. I think I think that was kind of like their coming out party there to show that hey, you know, we're for real. Um, they're going to be a very dangerous team in, you know, in 5A for Region 4. Uh, and right now, I think Region 4, like I talked about a few days ago at the 50-50 podcast for Region 4, 5A, there's really no clear-cut favorite. And But Piper could be that one team that maybe gets to Corpus Christi at that regional tournament. And, you know, right now with the way they're playing, you know, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're at that, you know, the stage that took it that next step, like I said, they're going to be a very dangerous team with whoever they face in the, in the coming playoffs. Number uh, five, uh, Central Catholic, uh, 13, 4 and 1, 9 and 1, uh, state runner ups uh, for that here. I don't, you know, I think when you put this out, did you already know the result? Not yet. So they might get a slight bump uh, for it here. Um, hopefully it doesn't hurt them too much here. But uh, number uh-huh. five uh, for that here, uh, solid, you know, great season, as we've kind of already discussed here, lost it in PK's 5-4, you know, and that's a flip of a coin, uh, zero, 0 so a uh, great season. But uh, your thoughts on Central Catholic at, uh, at, at the uh, as number five? Just uh, for them to bounce back after what happened last year, and get to the final, and I really thought that we we're gonna get win it. Just like I said, you know, when you go to PKs, it, it, it's like I said, it's a flip of a coin, and and it just came out of the short end. But I can't can't say nothing bad about Central Chicago. So they did a hell of a season this year, and hopefully they'll build upon this, and hopefully, ne- like I said, the next Taps State Tournament for 2024, they're the ones that are holding the trophy. Yeah. Uh, number four, Bernie. Uh, 19, 3 and 2, 9 and 0. Uh, last, uh, last week, uh, fourth here. So, uh, unlike the fourth spot on the ladies, 
uh, Bernie's showing that they are pretty consistent as the defending state champ. Yeah, what can you say about the Rayhounds? Like I said, it's just business as usual for them, for them to coach strong. Uh, like the, the nice, the, the mustache or coach strong out there. Um, <laughs> and I, like I mentioned, like in 50 50 last week when we covered Region 4, I don't see any team that could touch these, touch Bernie. Uh, they're just, they're just a well oiled machine. They're, they have that been there, done that attitude. Like, hey, you know, you need to you need, you need to beat us in order for you to get here. And and to me, they're I still think they're the favorite to not only get to back to you know to Georgetown, but also to win it for the third time. I think I think they can beat Palestine. You know, I know Palestine gets getting all the coverage. I know that I had them ranked number three, but I think Bernie they just have the experience, and I think they play in a little tougher district too. That's a, that's a key there, I think. And then also, Bernie's played some really tough non-district games. That's going to be the difference maker if those two meet meet up in the in the, in the either in the state semifinal or in the final. Isn't Palestine and they may be the team that you know uh, you know our friend you know Lethal for, you know that covers over in Houston uh, pointed out that somebody got beat twenty four uh, to nothing. They're kind of in that yeah. in that district where. Just, just the class is a little bit different uh, for the here, but that's a topic for the off season is what to do when you have these big, especially at the lower schools, and, and we've kind of seen that with Pearsall uh, as an example here, a brand new program trying to establish, but then you got some you know veteran programs like Bernie, you know that's you know that's you know a top tier program on how to kind of balance that out. Uh, Southwest Dragons uh, number three. Uh, as you're probably going to see, there's not going to be a lot of movement at the top because uh, the top teams keep uh, keep on rolling. 17 and one, uh, 10 and 0 in district. Yeah, you know, I'm not. You know, I don't think we can really say anything until the playoffs come around. You know, for Southwest, right? Yeah, and I did have them in my next five in my state rankings for pound for pound. Uh, can can like I said, can Southwest now you know get by that second round, third round game? You know, or I mean, for me, really get to that regional final. That's that's right. what I've been waiting for. And also, you know, I know they made it one year to the regional semifinal, but they didn't have a good result there. And then the last couple of years, if Holland short, you know, can this team, you know, take that next step and, and be one of those kind of like the Lees, the Reagans, you know, the Bernies, you know, and Alamo Heights, you know, be one of those powerhouses. Because they're starting, like I said, they're building something great down there. Can you, you know, take that next step, you know, that state level, like, you know, like Lake Travis and so forth. Yeah. So you and I, you know, what two years ago had the discussion of, hey, they're, you know, what, 17 and 0 or 18 and 0 at the time. Mm-hmm. But you're like, they hadn't really been tested this year. They've at least tried to te- test themselves by going down to Austin. They went to Georgetown, didn't necessarily get the matchups they probably wanted in Georgetown. But they are at least making the effort to play that that top tier, you know. So when it comes to playoff time, as you mentioned, uh, they're a little bit more battle tested uh, for that here. So as the as the Southwest Dragons fan uh, of of this show here, uh, let's go Dragons. Uh, Harlan, fifteen two and two, twelve zero and one, running away with twenty nine. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's the surprising part about it is. Just, just the gap that they've got on on District Twenty Nine already. Yeah, they're 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 
like I said, they've been a consistent team the last the last three years, and and you know kudos to like I said to the coaching staff there at Harlan. Um, they haven't missed a beat, even with the open in South Mayotte. You know they're still chugging along, and I know they had a little draw there, but it, like I said, they're still. So I, say, I think that's a good wake-up call for them just to kind of get them back down to earth. But I think they're they're going to roll. I think in the playoffs now they now there might be some challenges. You know, uh, you know, especially where I'm at right now here in Laredo. There's a couple teams in here, especially in the valley. You know, they could you know have some you know some adversity like Brownsville Rivera, Los Fresnos, uh, maybe here with Laredo Alexander, even my old team Dorio. So they they gotta you know. It's not. It's not going to be a cakewalk, you know. Get to try to get back to the regional tournament like the, like they did last year, but I I do see them, you know, doing doing great things and hopefully, like I said, they'll get to you know back to blossom in, in, in early March in early April. And as you guys can probably assume, number one, Lee, seventeen oh three, ten oh and three. You know, we've kind of had that discussion going back and forth between them and Harlan. Um, you know, I think you mentioned these at this point, a little bit more proven uh, along those lines here, you know, playing in, in probably a little bit more tougher district um, and, and just their schedule overall. But uh, Lee, Lee's rolling, uh, you know, you know, at least at least here recently. I know they've got a couple of draws recently, but, uh, you know, what, what else are you going to say? Yeah, they, they've been I think they they're on a mission from what happened last year. I think they're really her focus. I think Coach Rogers has them ready now. You know, they they want to get back and get add another star to the jersey. And this is one, like I said, the Austin teams, Ron Rock, you do not want to play them. I think one game they, they proved to that was that game at Drupal Springs when they blew them out 5-0. And, and, that's, and that's something that, you know, you know, maybe like Travis, I know they had a setback this week against Austin Anderson. You know, they need, need to keep, keep a uh, look at eye behind their shoulder because I think Lee's at, is, is coming for them and and take back their you know supremacy for Region Four for Six A. All right, so we're going to do the standings a, a little bit different just because I want to kind of create uh, a little bit of variety here. And then also uh, there was a comment by the Warren uh, uh, Warren coach here. Uh, for that here who, you know, uh, Mario Garcia, who said, you know, he is the head coach for Warren Girls Soccer. Uh, they're on the brink of breaking a 17-year drought where no playoffs since 2016, which kind of surprises me. Um, and, of course, he mentioned that he's very proud uh, of these girls, which he should be. So uh, starting out at 26, uh, District 29, uh, Taft, uh, your second-ranked team, O'Connor, Brennan, uh, Warren, 8-4-1, and one. Uh, uh, Sotomayor uh, Wildcats seven four and one, so they got a half game lead uh, on Sotomayor at this point here. But uh, your thoughts, kind of, on this district as we as we get closer to uh, the playoffs here. I'm trying to pull up to see if there is a you know uh, pull up Warren schedule uh, to kind of go over that here. Uh, with, see here, so with O'Connor yeah, and Brennan, like this, yeah, good. Yeah, so they got O'Connor, Warren this Friday, tomorrow. Uh, Warren against Stevens, and uh, even though my kids go to Stevens, uh, unfortunately for the, the Lady Falcons, it has not been a good year. So you figure they got to be uh, fairly set. And then March 14th, uh, I guess probably in the match that you would think uh, that would decide mm -hmm. this would be uh, Sotomayor 
um, facing at Warren at Ferris, uh, you know, at 4 p.m. on the 4, on the 4 p.m. kickoff, according to my SA uh, on here. So, your thoughts with Warren? Gotten three matches left, but you know, O'Connor and Sotomayor, you know, two direct, uh, two two direct, uh, you know, uh, challenges uh, for you know for the playoffs. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one for them. You know, they they're going to have to, you know, at least uh, you know. The tough challenge, with, like I said, with O'Connor, if they can get a tie, that'd be great because that'd be helping them out. You know, steal some points from the top, from the one of the top three teams, and you know, like what they did with the, with the, with Taft. So, Sotomayor has to do the same thing too. And and if they don't can get any points from the top three, here, here I thought Warren's schedule was tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday. Uh, Taft at first, Brennan on the seventh at Northside Field two, O'Connor at Gustafson on next on March tenth, and then you know the the uh, the war, you know Warren match on the fourteenth. So uh, for Sotomayor, they got the t- they got they got the top four. So <laughs> <laughs> they got to get through the gauntlet. <laughs> That is a rough last two weeks, right there. So yeah, it's in and like I said here, especially where Taft. I think Taft dropped a game last week, right? With the with the draw. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know they're going to be focused. O'Connor and Brennan, you know, are are neck and neck. You know, especially as they're trying to get that second, you know, second. You know, and even Warren has the opportunity to get uh, only being you know what a game out, game and a half out. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to kind of look at the draw. Holy cow! Uh, yeah, it's a lot to play for for Sotomayor, especially as a first year uh, first year organization. Uh, like I said here, you know, for District Twenty Nine, that top four, uh, you know, wide open right there. Yeah, I so, said, yeah, kudos to I mean, for me, kudos to Sotomayor, you know, for being a first year program that that's challenging for for a playoff spot. Uh, you know, if they can get some positive, I mean, some ties might make, you know, like I said, if they're not losses, if you can get some ties and, you know, that last, <laughs> get that win at the last game against Warren, you know, things, stranger things can happen. And um, I know there's some games being played during spring break. So maybe some teams might be missing some players because they're out to <laughs> South Padre Island and so forth. <laughs> you know, who knows, you know, but it's going to, like I said, I knew it was going to come down to that last game is, but I think Warren did a favor getting that tie versus Taft really helped them because huge. they stole points, a huge they stole points from from the you know from one of the top three teams. So Sotamo is gonna have to do the same thing, maybe get a couple ties and then we'll see what happens at the end. Yeah, it should, like I said, the district twenty nine and, and like I said, I know Stevens is down, um, but uh at least on the JV side, Steven and Warren's and, and just you know, because a lot of the kids know each other. Um, mm-hmm. Just like with Stevens and Taft, uh, you know, there, there was just different class there. But I know Warren and Stevens, uh, uh, typically those matches, uh, you know, rivalry. So, you know, maybe Stevens, because the thing that shocks me about Stevens, uh, you know, is they are they have quite a bit of, of seniors on their side. So, you know, despite the season that they have, you, you know, they would love to knock off Warren uh, for that here since they're, you know, since they're the closest school uh, mm-hmm. for that here. Uh, moving to 28, uh, Reagan, 13-4-1, uh, uh, got a half-game lead over Johnson, and you mentioned that they're going to be playing 
Lee and Brandeis, uh, you know, Lee's kind of in a position where they got to maybe watch out for Brandeis passing them. Um, although they got the anglers by points, so I guess that's eight and eight. So yeah, they're probably what a one game lead, I guess, by points. Because mm -hmm. um, you got the three, which makes it makes it that an eight. So, um, but you figure Lee's going to probably turn it around soon. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on District Twenty Eight in the top four? You think it's kind of set, or you think Clark uh, can 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 make a run to try to get into that fourth slot, or you think the the playoff seeds are set for for Twenty Eight? Yeah, Clark's going to need some help. I think they're going to have to knock off some of the teams above them and then have Brandeis kind of kind of falter towards the end, you know, in order to get that fourth slot. Uh, Lee, I think if they can get a couple more wins, I think they'll clinch their, their playoff spot. But you know, like I said, tomorrow night's all, it, it's all for, you know, it's it's you know, winner take all tomorrow between Reagan and Johnson. Whoever wins that game is more likely he's going to win the district title. It'll be in a good position, yeah. Uh, looking at 27, uh, New Braunfels, uh, I think they're 15th here. Actually didn't have it updated on there. Uh, six on one, uh, pretty good gap to San Marcos. Although San Marcos made a run up, uh, you know, the uh, run up the standings, uh, steel East central, uh, Clemens and Judson. So I think New Braunfels, you know, the lady unicorns pretty safe on probably winning the district here. Uh, I think San Marcos and Steel probably probably pretty comfortable in, in the playoffs uh, playoff spots. You know, depending on who wants who, who gets the home field. Uh, East Central or, or the Lady Lady Buffaloes, uh, you know, or even Jetson, I guess. Uh, who 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 do you see kind of sliding in for that fourth slot? You know, out of twenty seven. It may come come down to that game when that that rematch, and but then. You know, in the playoffs, uh, you may end up with Reagan or you may end up with Johnson. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't so, matter. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, but it's still be a competitive game. So, but yeah, making the playoffs, it's it's like I said, it's a good, it's a good honor. But you know, you know, I know this district's kind of struggled a little bit, and maybe I know not not the same. The Brothels, like I said, the Brothels has a good, has had a good season. You know, don't, but don't would take you favor them? Would you favor them against? I think I think that I think they have a good match. That's a good matchup for them. I think them even lead too. I think that's a good matchup for them. Uh, Reagan and Johnson. That might be a little, you know, it's a little might be a little tall task, but it's still be a competitive game. But I think Reagan and Johnson still have just have a little, little more, a little more of that mojo than than the Brothels has. Uh, moving to the 29 boys, Harlan, uh, ran away with it as we discussed earlier. Then it's kind of a mess. O'Connor, uh, Warren, John Jay, and Brennan, uh, all what, well, O'Connor's probably pretty comfortable in that, well, comfortable in making the playoffs, but, uh, Warren, John Jay, and Brennan, um, Still, anybody's you know anybody's uh, match, and, and then it kind of drops from there. But uh, your thoughts on twenty nine out of the boys? Uh, I think, like I said, Jay Warren still have a shot to get that second seed. You know, maybe even Brennan too, if they can get get you know start winning some you know games for all the way towards the end. Uh, but like I said, Harlan, like I said, they, they're just a step ahead of everyone. Um, it's it's gonna like I say it's gonna come down to the wire. Out of those four teams, who gets you know goes into the playoffs? Like I said, Brandon within striking distance. Uh, 
they're gonna have need some wins and also maybe get some help to kind of start moving up a bit as well. Uh, twenty-eight. Uh, Lee, Johnson, Reagan, Brandeis, and then you know a gap. <laughs> uh so top four set you know I, I don't think there's any confusion on there it's just uh to me yeah, really i think it's just between who finishes second and third between johnson and reagan that'll probably be settled this weekend right yeah the well here's the thing mathematically johnson and reagan are still within striking distance of, of, of lee, getting right. of lee um like for for say like say johnson knocks off if they johnson knocks off reagan and lee they could literally take over that first spot. Uh, same thing with Reagan. Like Reagan needs to knock off Johnson and, and need help from Johnson to knock off Lee. Then they can probably sneak in and get to that top spot. So, like I said, things are not. Like I said, it's not out of the. You know, things are not out of the woods yet. You know, I think a tie tomorrow would you know would really kind of hurt both teams because that you know. The kind of distance, I believe, will be starting distance themselves already. Um, Brandeis, like I said, I think Brandeis should have no problem clinching looks to get in the playoff spot, and maybe some, you know, get some help, and maybe move up into into the second, the third, or maybe even the second spot. But you I'm sure I get into the second. But yeah, I think realistically, I think one and four are probably set. I think just on how they're performing. And I think, you know, the, the winner between Johnson and Reagan, and, and I'm not sure how tiebreakers would go uh, on that here. Uh, and Coach Cano, uh, I know you're on your podcast. I, I saw that you're on your podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I had got here at 730 to start. Uh, got a text that, hey, practice was canceled, so I had to run and go pick up AJ. So we actually didn't start till 45 minutes later because of uh, the thunderstorm. And I guess it's hailing in, in some parts of San Antonio and – with the wind so that is why we are still on and that's why you already did a podcast wrapped it up technical difficulties and all um for that here it's because you're you know you're, you know you're, you're awesome uh, and unfortunately <laughs> <sighs> damn kids uh, <laughs> and i was like god because i had just walked home i was setting things up and bam, I was like, uh, well, you start like the wind you know, about the weather, and I was all like, yeah. Oh, well, but yeah, I thought it was gonna miss because I saw some radars early in the days. So I thought that was gonna miss it, but uh, then you, I saw some cloud in Hondo. Like, uh oh, <laughs> here, I think here, here it comes, <laughs> here it comes. And the wind, AJ made a comment that he kicked the ball, and usually AJ's got a pretty good leg on him. Um, oh, there's coach. Uh, AJ has a, a pretty good leg on it, but I guess he kicked it into the wind and it went backwards. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought 20 mile hour winds wasn't that bad. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what the, well, you guys talk about that when, when, uh, the regionals are in uh, Corpus is the wind and how mm -hmm. that, how that can play a part, um, along those lines. So not necessarily a bad thing, uh, here, uh, for right here. Coach, Welcome. So I'm glad we could do the uh, the, the after hours uh, show for you. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I, I already wrapped up a podcast and had technical difficulties and everything. Had a great had a great guest in Coach uh, Tiffany Van Hoos from Abilene, by the way. But uh, man, I wrapped up and then I saw 
I saw yours on, uh, I saw it on Twitter, but I thought it was the replay. I was like, man, these guys are still alive. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> We're not doing bracketology just yet. We had a lot to get through the state, the, the TAPS playoffs. Yeah. Uh, then we did the Rafa 15 and then, you know, we're going over the, the schedule and uh, the Warren women head coach uh, came on and, and, you know, sent us a few messages. So I wanted to start with them because uh, uh, he mentioned that Warren uh, is on the brink of breaking a 17 year drought for them not making the playoffs for the ladies. So nice. uh, th that would be pretty co you know, cool. And then we were kind of digesting uh, the schedules between them and Sotomayor and, now we're up to uh, District 27 on the boys. Uh, finally, some love for this district with the uh, Clemens, uh, 5 0 2. Uh, New Braunfels, just like with the ladies, uh, very competitive, 5 1 1. And Steele and Judson, uh, probably your top four uh, with San Marcos uh, uh, not, not being as competitive, I think, as you thought. Because I think you mentioned you thought San Marcos would make a run, but just haven't so far. Yeah, they they might be have some injuries or something. You know, maybe grades too. Who knows? Uh, I thought they would maybe be in contention, but you know, kudos for Johnson to kind of holding holding them off there. They're having a good season. Uh, the you know Clemens and Nebraska's those were the two favorites. You know, I had had to get a slight edge for Nebraska's for what they've done the last two years. But kudos to Clemens, you know, and I know the rematch is coming up soon, and you know. That could determine who wins that district title. And like the steel, I think they've bounced back. I think, I think they should have no problem getting that third slot for the playoffs. But like I said, all four of them are going to have a tall task with that district 28-6A in the playoffs. Actually, tomorrow, uh, New Braunfels and Clement at uh, Lindenoff Stadium. Uh, kickoff at 7-15. So that's when that rematch is. And then New Braunfels gets. Is that uh, tomorrow? I thought that was the 10th. Uh, according to my San Antonio, 3-3, New Braunfels. Uh, oh, New Braunfels, at, sorry, uh, sorry. I thought you said Steel. No. I thought you said Steel. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so that'll be that, for the district title more likely. Yeah, if, if Clement wins, they, they pretty much lock up the number one seeds. If they lose, then it, it kind of brings the, the top, you know, number one seed back into play, doesn't it? And then that'll be a great matchup between Clemens and Brandeis. And Brandeis is in that four slot. That's that'll be a heck of a game. Good stuff. Moving to twenty-eight-five uh, A on the boys. Uh, Southwest, the the Southwest Invitational at this point here with Harlandale uh, <laughs> dropping a couple of games. Uh, Southwest Legacy made the move up, uh, and then you know Eagle Pass win uh, six three and one. Um, Medina Valley still in it, or you think uh, you know fell out of it at this point? I think they're going to need some help. Uh, I, know that, I know they had a bad loss this past week, and they, they need a they need to get some good wins coming in. To, and then hopefully Eagle Pass CC win drops a couple of them. Yeah. Well, it looks like they have a game. In, it looks like they have a game in hand though. Over there, mm -hmm. right? I wonder if it's against uh, head to head. I wonder. Oh wow. Uh, Mario mentioned a uh, fun fact. Robin, we're both goalkeepers at St. Mary's. I uh, graduated a year before him, and I believe he comes on your show often. Yeah, he's he's on the uh, San Antonio FC one here. So um, he brags about how well he was at St. Mary's, but uh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> we we got to know what the better goalkeeper was. <laughs> Keeper wars. Keeper wars. <laughs> we went, we went uh, the last year that one. That. that. <laughs> 
He was okay. He was all right. <laughs> That's how he is today. <laughs> so he was all right. That's <laughs> uh, getting late. Uh, District 4, 27, Alamo Heights, uh, 17, 17 and 2, 12 and 1, Edson, uh, Edison, pardon me, uh, 10 and 3. And then uh, really the race is for 3 4, uh, spots 3 4 with the Brackenridge, Jeff, and MacArthur. <laughs> Yeah, Edison had that big win versus Alamo Heights, but then they lost. That could have caught. They probably cost them the at least a share of the district title. But I think it's going to come down. Like I said, Edison and Jeff still have to play at the at the end of the district at the end of the district uh, game uh, district season. So that could be determined if Jeff gets in the playoffs or or Breckenridge sneaks in and and steals it from them. Um, maybe even also from MacArthur too. Yeah, so, well, Breckenridge and Jeff, uh, well, according to here, my SA Breckenridge Jefferson on the third, that's the last of their scheduled games. And then what was the other one? And then, yeah, well, that's it right there, right? Tomorrow, Breckenridge yeah. and Jeff. Yeah. So if, if Jeff can knock off Brack, they're pretty much eliminate Brack. And like I said, it's going to be, I think these games are now elimination games. Who gets that for those playoff spots? And Brackenridge, oh, 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 Brackenridge plays Jefferson, and then March 13th plays Alamo Heights. So, um, yeah. you know, for Brack, they, they have for Brack, it's a must win tomorrow, then, right? Uh, yeah. For that, because, you know, not saying Alamo Heights won't lose, but, um, you know, they've only got one loss, you know, 13 games in. So, so do you think MacArthur's kind of safe then? Let's see who they play. So, so it looks like Mac kind of recovered there, right, Rafa, after kind of a slow yeah. start? Yeah. Yeah, they, because they had a tough loss against Brack and PKs. Right. That was one right. of the games I saw early in the season. But they've kind of pulled it together, and, you know, we'll see how they do well, you know, moving forward into the, into the playoffs. Now, I wonder if we get. I wonder if my essay has the full schedule because they still have MacArthur uh, having Lanier, Bur uh, Burbank, Alamo Heights, and Highlands, which would throw the game, you know, which would throw the games completely out of out of hand. So um, might have to double check uh, the, their schedules on there here because, like I said here, for Brack, it's saying only one game out, which would seem kind of odd ending the season a week early. But there is that, you know, it is an uneven district. Uh, for that here, but uh, so that might be something that we have to do a little bit more research on. But yeah, Jefferson Brack, huge match uh, for uh, 27 boys. Uh, 26, uh, one, one of the toughest uh, districts in 5A. Uh, Piper 802, Smithson Valley 82, uh, eight, eight wins, two losses. Bernie Champion, even though in third, seven, one, and two, um, kind of a little bit deceiving, but uh, based on how they had the rankings. And then Canyon six three and one and uh, Kerrville Tyvee not out of it yet at five four and one, a game back out. So you know the, I think there's a battle for the top three and a battle for uh, that fourth slot. Yeah, I think Piper if they can get, I think win out, they'll, they'll, out, they'll win the district title. I, I think they're favored to do it. I think they they have some tough matchups coming up. Um, Kerrville's going to need some help. They're going to have to beat some some teams above them and to seal that. So still that last thought, but I yeah. think Comal Canyon with, with Sellers at being there as their goalkeeper, I think he'll keep mm -hmm. them there and he'll keep, he's been keeping them in games. So 
And they'll, yeah. they'll count out Canyon for moving. They could move up. Like I said, they can surprise champion, maybe even Spencer Valley. Yeah. And maybe even rock it up to that second slot. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that's keeping Canyon from being a bigger story in this district is, is been Bernie champions uh, season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a great, you know, great solid season in this district, right? Highly competitive district. And yeah, I mean, Rafa's right. Uh, Nico Sellers for, you know, for New Braunfels Canyon, I think, you know, if they lock in, obviously Tyvee's, they're still in it, but they lock in that four seed, that 20, whoever that is coming out of 25, 5A, which could be what I think Leander Rouse. Uh, Rose, yeah. yeah, Cedar I, Park. I would not, yeah, I would, that's going to be a tough out in, <laughs> in New Braunfels Canyon, particularly because of Nico Sellers in, in goal. Solid defense, solid defense. And uh, yeah, he's definitely, he's going to keep them in games. He'll be the X factor if they go to PKs in the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's the thing, and that's one probably one team you don't want to go to a PK shootout, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, these those are going to make some. If you go back to that one real quick, Harry, this these four, and you start to look at them closer as the uh, as the district races kind of start to take shape. Um, how this one matches up with twenty five five A is going to be very interesting. So I might have to do some research on 25.5a is what you're telling me uh, for these last couple of weeks, uh, yeah, just, just to some, kind of have that have that up there. All right, I got you. Little, give me little, some give me some homework here. Little production note. Little production note. I got gotcha. you. So. See, we're trying to be like the 50/50 podcast. Little, little tips like that help. <laughs> we're a little. Hey, we got uh, we got six hours to fill, man. We're good. <laughs> or now, according to Rafa, he Speaking said it's nine rich. hours. Nine hours. Well. <laughs> Yeah. So I do. I, I do got some up. in, in, in right, right. one central location where I think we're all going to be there. Is, is, uh, so I don't. Still, I, I know that I know you got to cross Texas to get there. Um, <laughs> you know, for, you know where, where Coach Cano lives, but you know, yeah. with, you know with, uh, Rafa oh, and no. I, we are on that side of the state. For me, I'm good, but I think I don't know. We're still the teaser has has been put on hold because I don't know, Rafa. I think Rafa might have to have some offline uh, production uh, discussions with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I don't know yet. But the key, yes. So we know the date for bracketology. We just don't know where yet. So the right, time or where, or how right, Rafa? Yeah, but I have some good news on that. I, I was able to kind of get out of that. Oh, that, okay. Because I did, I did find out. Actually, they had moved the time. Uh-huh. It was going to be till six o'clock. So I, I tell them, oh no, I can't go. So, <laughs> so well, I didn't tell them I can't. Off record, we we had talked about you know uh, possible your schedule here, but uh, moving on to twenty eight uh, girls Southwest uh, nine zero and one Medina Valley eight and two uh, Southwest Legacy three two and five uh, McCollum four four two. Um, and Harlandale three, four, and one, uh, you know, still still in it. And I guess even South Sam or uh, South Side, pardon me. I didn't make that adjustment here with South Side. Uh, they should have been moved up uh, further, uh, probably to uh, fifth here uh, with the three ties uh, for that here. So, your thoughts? Yeah, Southwest has this on the bag already. Uh, but they've already beaten Mendana Valley twice. Uh, Medina Valley just needs to make sure they don't slip up. Just keep that second seed because it's going to be important for them. Oh, they'll keep the second then, seed. They've got a two-game two lead on, on yeah. the rest of them at least. 
Yeah, then legacy, like I said, legacy and, and McCollum are not out of the woods yet because you still have Southside and Harlandale still chomping at the bit for those two spots. 27, Al Mohanks, uh 16 0 3, Jefferson 11 and 2, MacArthur 9 and 3, uh, Edison 8 and 5, and then you know they kind of opened up a two game lead over Highlands uh, for that here. So this one's kind of set, right? Uh, even probably order of finish, right? Uh, you know, I guess you, MacArthur, Jefferson, uh, where they're playing, uh, I think they, what, they're, they're playing on the boys, right? So I'm assuming they're playing on the girls uh, for that here. So. Outside of that, really, really, it's kind of set, right? Yeah. Well, MacArthur, like I said, they can get a win. They're gonna leapfrog and get that second spot. And and like I said, Jeffs's got them and Edison. And Edison, like I said, they're still trying to kind of kind of sail, uh, keep keep pace because, like I said, they're not that far to getting sneaking up to that first spot as well. So, but Jeff could, you know, if they lose two games, they just drop down and. Mac get that second spot, and I think that'll be a benefit for Mac for them to get a better, you know, seating where it gets uh, against twenty twenty eight six uh, five eight. Sounds like it's either hailing or raining outside here. Uh, Smithson Valley uh, in twenty six uh, eighteen and 0, 10 and zero number one team, and and the Papa or the Rafa Power fifteen. Uh, Piper nine and one, uh, Canyon eight and two, uh, and then Bernie Champion and, and Kerrville Tyvee kind of battling for that fourth slot. Harry, Harry, do you say you're getting hail there right now? It sounds like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, it's hailing inside the uh Alamo Dome right now for the uh, the uh, women's basketball final final four. <clears throat> oh, is it? Yeah, I saw I saw a clip of that. So, anyway, just yeah, a side Harry, note, Harry, yeah. Yeah, Royce had mentioned that. I think he said that on a text. On the yeah, it's like hailing so hard outside, it's hailing in the Elmodo. So, just well, unlike note. you guys, you know, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> keep track of the screens here, let alone pulling up on the phone. <laughs> now, this was before, this was right before I stumbled across the fact that you guys were still oh, on. Yeah, Royce, 38 minutes ago. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, not to throw it off, but yeah, back to 26.5A here. So, Rafa, thoughts? I, I think it's, it's the race is not over yet. I think Piper. I know that loss. I know there, uh, the Sister Valley was down a player. You know, so we able to pull it off that two 0 win. But who's to say that you know on that second go around because they have to go to the Coliseum at Piper High School, and maybe they have a different game plan and maybe they pull it off and they end up having to split the district title. Uh, but also don't kind of come out can the, the Cougarettes because mm-hmm. they can still pull up a couple upsets. They, you know, like I said, only a couple of games behind. Um, the surprise is Bernie Champion. You know, tough year, but you know, even I, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. But what they did last year, especially off what they did to Dripping Springs, if they can kind of get it, get healthy or get it together, that's one. You know, whoever's the number one seed in twenty five five A. Probably don't want to play them because they can probably put, you know, that's going to be a real tough matchup going in. And I, I could see a, uh, an upset there. Yeah. Um, I, I think I agree. I think, you know, we talked about it on uh, what was it? I, I think it was on Inside Texas High School Soccer. Yeah. We talked about it where, you know, if you're Bernie, if you're, 
if you're if you're a number one seed right out of the other district out of what 25 5a just like mm-hmm. i would not want to see even if they're a four seed i would not want to be having to play bernie champion as a four seed i was like great we got a number one seed great what, what's our prize we get to play the <laughs> bernie champion um so yeah because they're like i said they're still getting healthy i know that for a fact they're still getting healthy slow start and uh but yeah but and then you have <clears throat> they got a great coach and coach Carol Walters who's so experienced in terms of being there and understanding how to how to manage and get through the the state playoffs right the state tournament one game at a time so i wouldn't i wouldn't go against them but yeah i think in this district all roads point to march 14th right which will be smithson valley at piper um that's uh, that's going to be a heck of a game so tuesday march 14th and then Piper and Comel here, or Comel Canyon, New Braunfels Canyon, I should say. Piper and New Braunfels Canyon play tomorrow, seven fifteen. That could be, could be small teaser here, possibly a match that uh, the fifty fifty podcast might be at tomorrow night. So we'll see. So if I was a gambling man, I, I, that's where I could probably find you. Is basically what you're telling me. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, I'm just, I don't want Harry around me. <sighs> Bore, uh, Pleasanton, uh, 7-0-1, Uvalde, 6-1. and uh, Rebounded after a real slow start for the Lady Lobos. Uh, Floresville, 6-2. and uh, Somerset, 3-3-1. Uh, three, three and one. Hondo Poteet and the Mavericks. Uh, Pierre saw the, the Lady Mavericks, uh, you know, first-year program. Uh, Hondo and po- Poteet, two, two second-year programs, right? Or has Poteet been mm-hmm. around a little bit longer? Both second-year, second uh, both of second-year. Both second-year programs. So, um, <laughs> obviously taking some lumps in, in, in this division. But, uh, you know, like I said here, uh, Pleasanton and Uvalde uh, and, and uh, Floresville uh, both uh, making statements. Yeah, Pleasanton, like I said, they, like I said, kind of pushed forward, taking control of the district. They still yeah. got a matchup. Coming up with Uvalde, Uvalde, like I said, they had a great year last year. I'm sure they're probably they probably lost deep, a couple. Yeah. Of, yeah, they went deep. They lost a couple graduation. Uh, Floresville, as expected, you know, moving up from 5A to 4A, I knew they were going to be a challenger. And they still, like I said, they're still within that stri- striking distance for the district title. Um, and then it was going to kind of be like a dogfight for the last spot. And it turns out the Bulldogs are winning the fight. And I think more likely it gonna, mm-hmm. those are going to be 14s for 28-4A. Yeah. Pleasanton yeah, uh, travels to Pleasanton tomorrow at seven o'clock. So uh, we'll we'll have a clear indication if uh, you know who, Uvalde, who, who's, who's Uvalde at Pleasanton. Uvalde yeah. at Pleasanton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pleasanton is. I can tell you, they're. Uh, I've seen them up close and personal in the Wimberley, uh, the Wimberley Showcase, and they're they're a tough. They're just they're a tough team. They're a physical team, very physical team, and they are they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. So. And then Uvalde, the, their next four at home. So, uh, which I have a feeling traveling to Uvalde is probably not the easiest uh, for San Antonio area schools yeah. uh, for that here. Although, interesting topic, uh, you know, on that here. My son asked me, uh, what was your longest road trip? And that, you know, it was like six hours, uh, you know. I lived in rural Colorado yeah. and we went across state and he's like, wow. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it happens when you live in the country. <laughs> Six hours. Not wrong way. And for a uh, district four twenty-seven, Kennedy six and one, uh, six, one and one 
Lavernia five zero and two. Uh, Gonzalez four one and two. Kind of the, the sneaky surprise uh, popping up here, and then good luck picking the fourth one uh, as we've said all season here uh, for that here. But the uh, Kennedy at Lavernia, and I know Rafi mentioned that you you know a couple of times you've thought Lavernia should, you know would have controlled this. Uh, but Gonzalez, uh, kind of yeah. that sneaky, you know, sneaky one coming up. They got off to a slow start, but uh, have started putting some, yeah. some wins on, on the, uh, you know, on the in the district. Yeah, Gonzalez is one that another one that I got to see. Not a, we didn't go head to head with them directly, but uh, got to see them play a good bit. They can play. They can play, and you just the more you watch them, the more you start to appreciate them. Well coached, well coached, well disciplined team. So I, I think on it, this is kind of one of those one, two, three, where on any given day, one can beat the other. So between Kennedy, Lavernia, and Gonzalez. So, so yeah, don't count them out. Yeah, yes, they have two draws, but um, so does Lavernia. But uh, it looks like they have one. No, they don't have a game in hand there. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's just going to be a matter of who still has to play who, I guess, in this one. Uh, let's see here, Kennedy, San Antonio, Kennedy. So girls, make sure here. So Kennedy has, uh, well, Kennedy just lost to Gonzalez on the 27th. Uh, they play Yoakum, Fox Tech, uh, Lavernia Kennedy on the 13th, and then Young Women's uh, for that here. So for K Kennedy, you figure the tough match would be Lavernia. <clears throat> and for Lavernia. Yeah, Lavernia still has Gonzalez and Kennedy. And then they finish with Yoakum on the fifteenth. So it looks like they still have one. But they get Gonzalez at home, though, if that matters. Yeah. Yeah, and then that Monday, the thirteenth of uh, of March, they play Kennedy at a, at ten a.m. So <laughs> that's a little early game. So that that could be a difference too, playing those early games. You know, who's who's looking up, who's at their coffee and ready to go. Yeah, it's those are always interesting because one team sometimes one team shows up and the other team is still kind of wishing they uh, sleepwalking. Get the snooze alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So moving on to uh, twenty six girls, four uh, A, uh, Bernie nine 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 and zero, oh, perfect so far. Wimbler six two and one, Davenport six two and one, and then. You got to figure Canyon Lake or Fredericksburg is the favorite over Northern Oaks, although Northern Oaks technically is still in it, but you know they play a very limited schedule uh, for that here. But uh, you know, you know, Wimberley and, and Davenport for that second slot, and then <coughs> Fredericksburg and, and Canyon Lake for you know for the fourth slot. Yeah, I guess I think I think this is all. Like I said, Bernie's pretty much wrapped this up. You know, it's just making see if they can finish undefeated in district play, and I think that game between Wimberley and, and Davenport is going to determine who gets that that second seed, yeah. and, and that's going to be important they too. They already played you know, it. Going, they played it this week. Played it. The twenty eighth, uh, Davenport beat them three to two. Yeah, that was uh, so they'll have the tiebreaker. Then, yeah, because they drew uh, earlier two two through there. So yeah, Davenport's got Canyon Lake, Fredericksburg, and then uh, Great Hearts uh, for that here. So. So who does Wimberley got then? Wimberley. Wimberley. So Wimberley's got Bernie. Bandera, Bernie, and then yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Great Hearts, Northern Oaks uh, through yeah, there. So say. 
I was going to say Wimberly still has to play Bernie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's probably the stickler for them um, on trying to get that second slot. Yeah, that's a must win for them there. The Wimberley wants to stand, try to contend that second seed. And then Canyon Lake. Coach, do you think it, you see any anybody beating Bernie in the playoffs? Maybe you know, in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, girls here. I, obviously, you still have to. I think it's all all roads lead to them. Probably them and them and Salina. You know, um, and then. But as far as for re- for Region Four. Oh, in Region Four. Um, no going to be tough in in region four i don't know i think it's what if they come across maybe a maybe a wimberley for a third time maybe someone like that some mm-hmm. someone who's very familiar with them you know kind of i.e the example we saw last year with uh dripping springs and uh and bernie champion, bernie right? champion. yeah i don't know it's not Im- not impossible but yeah i think right now as you look across region four that's that's going to be a it's it's Bernie versus uh, you know versus the field I think. And for that fourth slot, uh, the matchup tomorrow between Fredericksburg at Canyon Lake, Oof, really probably is the one that's going to decide it because uh, Canyon Lake's got Davenport, Bandera, and Bernie, yeah. compared to uh, Fredericksburg's got Northern Oaks, or pardon me, Great Hearts no- uh, Northern Oaks, Davenport, and Bandera, so. <laughs> to me, Bandera and Bernie. <laughs> I'd rather be playing Bandera. So. <laughs> who played? Who won the first one, Harry? Can you see that between Fredericksburg and Canyon yeah. Lake? Was it Canyon Lake? Uh, yeah, six to two, February seventh. Okay. Yeah. So that, and that, Canyon that, Lake is the host uh, is the host of the rematch here. If Fredericksburg wins that one, that that could get messy between the remaining games they have. How that could play out, that could get messy. Moving to 28 boys, Floresville, uh, Uvalde, um, Hondo, and then Pleasanton. Um, Hondo, Pleasanton, Somerset, like I said here. We, we, you know, we've talked about this as Floresville's district uh, since early on, and Uvalde's kind of stepped up for the second slot in Hondo, Pleasanton, and Somerset. Uh, flip a coin, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that benefit from that 5A, 4A drop for Florizo because they were in that brutal district with Southwest, so I think that's helped them pretty much take control of this district. We'll see how far they go as far as with the playoffs, where they match up. Uh, Valde, like I said, rough start, but they've bounced back. Uh, Hondo, second year. We thought they were close last year to almost making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It looks like looks like this year they're finally going to – I think they're going to pull through and – I think I think I think Pleasanton should, should fend off Somerset and get that last playoff spot. You've been a little disappointed in Pleasanton because I think you earlier in the year you thought that they were you know maybe not up there with with Floresville, but I think you thought they would be more up there with Uvalde than than the battling Hondo and Somerset. Uh, you know yeah. on here. Yeah, they've had some good teams in the past, and not that maybe because they've been in this district for a while that they would. You know, be I guess I'm probably one of the runner-ups. You know, and, and also challenge Uvalde, but I don't know. Mesir maybe could have injuries could be a key. That's sometimes usually the case. 
or just maybe inexperience, inexperience, you know, maybe they had some turnover from last year. But like I said, they're still, like I said, in the playoff hunt. I think, like I said, they're all going to fend off, I think, Somerset and, and go in. But it's going to be a tough matchup for them when they go up against 29-6A. I mean, 29 or 4 Yeah. Uh, 27 on the boys. Uh, Memorial, 6-1. and one. Lavernia, 5-1. and one. Kennedy uh, and then it's it's a mess. Uh, Gonzalez, I guess, uh, through their hair. Um, Fox Tech, Yoakum, but uh, yeah, I think the slight advantage would be going to Gonzalez just because they play a lot. Yeah, uh, looking at their scores, a little bit tougher defense, and you know, especially in Gonzalez, they tend to do a little bit better. But three horse race on this one here as well. Yeah, I think this one's going to come down to the, the winner of the Lavernia Memorial game. Whoever wins that game, I know they're meeting up. I think uh, they're playing, uh, I think, on Tuesday at 5. If Memorial wins that game, they're going to win the district title. Uh, but I expected more from Lavernia, especially from the team from last year. You know, they had, they had a lot of players coming back. Um, I didn't think they would struggle, you know, with, with Kennedy or, or Memorial. But, you know, this is their opportunity here to kind of step up, steal one back, and and get that number one seed. I think Kennedy's probably going to end up being number three, you know, in this case. Uh, I think it's going to be because of the tiebreaker, I think because of goal differential. Um, but Gonzalez could be the key. It could be that monkey wrench for some of these, the top three teams. You know, they, they always, they've, you know, in four, since they've been in soccer, they've been, they've had some good teams and you can't count them out. You know, they may throw, like I said, they could throw a curveball a couple of these teams and, no, unless, like I said, Fox Tech, I don't know if they'll be have enough to get in, but I think they're more likely this is going to be your set four teams for the playoffs. I will say Lavernia, since they lost to Memorial, uh, scored 24 goals and hasn't allowed a single one. So, um, you know, that may have been that wake-up call that, that, that you're yeah. looking for that we've talked right. about here. Um, now they get the rematch, uh, you know, against Memorial, but uh, – you know, just kind of looking at their performance, they have rebounded very well uh, and piled on, you know, some pretty big scores uh, since that loss on, on the 10th. Uh, and 26, uh, Bernie, uh, Davenport, Fredericksburg, Wimberley, and then the gap here, uh, you know, for there. So playoff, I, I think, are, are set outside of the seeds. Um, before that here, um, Bernie, Clert, you know, I think you already mentioned this. You don't really see anybody contending them until what the finals of the regional, or if, if that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think anybody in Region Four that can, you know, match up with them. You know, I don't think Hidalgo, I don't think Corpus Christi, London, or Progresso has enough. I think I think Coach Strong has them dead set for that three peat and. I think I think they can beat I think they can beat Palestine in the final. I think they have a tougher they're in a tougher district. They play tougher quality opponents in non-district play. Um, even though you saw Palestine win 24-0, that doesn't really help them, especially against a team, you know, a playing against a first year team like that. So like I said, plus, you know, because Coach Strong has that experience for getting this team prepared and they're like a coach mentioned, like they're they're like, hey, you, you need to beat us. They have that kind of the you know kind of the laissez-faire type of attitude. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. we've been here, we've done that. We're gonna go out there and take mm -hmm. care of what we need to do. Yeah. And the word word on the street is is that 
he has them all attempting to grow the same mustache just like him in time for the playoffs. So they'll be they're gonna be soon. I would not want to play against a team full of mustaches like that. I'll tell you that. So. Are they gonna match up with Diamond Hill? <laughs> for the Diamond oh, yeah. Hill drivers team. There you go. We, we <laughs> joke about that, but Tulsa just signed a 14-year-old uh to to an academy contract. Uh, he, he's got the, you know, Marbach, you know, what I call the Marbach special mustache as well. So, uh, I'm sure he was for Diamond Hill Jarvis. He may be, but if you look at the picture and like I said, kudos to Tulsa for signing a 14 year old, don't get me wrong. And especially for the, you know, for the kid, but yeah. Yeah, I was looking. I was like, "Dang, he's already got facial hair." And <laughs> like, this is their senior team. This is their senior team. Their actual yeah, not their, yeah. Oh, they signed wow. a, to to their to their academy well, to basically it's a USL academy contract, kind of like okay. Tim Holt, you know, kind of like Holt's son. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on so where he could he could actually play, but he doesn't he, he doesn't give up his uh right. his uh, eligibility for college. Yeah, 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 yeah. So which is which is awesome. Uh, the youngest player uh, for that because what. I think Leo was the youngest before, right? Fifteen and change mm-hmm. uh, for right here. So, kudos yeah. to Tulsa on that here. Uh, and that's it, guys. As far as for you know, for the standings uh, for that here, Coach, we didn't get your thoughts on the Taps playoffs. Uh, your your thoughts on um, was it round uh, round four uh, for uh, JP two and I'm drawing a blank on the. Geneva, oh, who, they, the who they have in the final, or who are we talking about here? Uh, jump ball two, and who is it? Who they have in the, the final? Convo, or who they're playing? Uh, the yeah, the Covenant. Covenant. The Convo school. Yeah. Covenant, yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, – I know Covenant is strong. I haven't seen them personally, haven't seen much on them. And obviously, JP2 there has that, has that pedigree. And I know I was – in speaking with you all earlier that – <clears throat> this may be obviously this is an exceptionally they're in a they're a talented squad exceptionally well coached um but this you know them already being here is an incredible run but if they pull this off and win this win that state title this this will probably be this will probably be the title that maybe is the most impressive i think in my opinion just because you know they lost you know they lost their their stud striker who had you know tons tons of goals last year and this team is a lot, a lot of talented players on this team, um, but they've obviously had to have adjust their their style, their philosophy, not necessarily their style of play a little bit, and still going on a great run. And they just they just knocked off a very talented Bernie Geneva squad earlier today. So, um, mm-hmm. so something to think about. I was having this conversation with another coach yesterday. Is since I think maybe 2019, 2020, somewhere in there where they went back, where they returned back to this traditional state format uh, uh, semifinal followed by the final the very next day is what will after today, right? Because oftentimes you get the the semifinal is like er- everything but the kitchen sink to try to get through and make it to the final is what will the legs look like, you know, tomorrow, right? What will, what will the games look like in the final? Because as we all know, in that kind of format, the final is often ugly, not nowhere near as nice as uh, <laughs> as the semifinal. Is there any reason why they don't space it out? It seems like you could, you know, especially with the boys, just you know, 
maybe do every other day? Is it just because yeah. of the cost of, of housing and stuff? Yeah. Cost, money, time, you know, man, the, the management piece. And that's, those are days that they have to pay for the field every day. All of that cost to the schools, you know, cost to the schools, the amount of, you know, the amount of school missed, all of that. That just, it's just, it, it's an easier sell back to back than spacing it out with a recovery day in between. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, it's 10 o'clock here, uh, almost two hours in. My dog's saying, why am I still here? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, just just looking forward for Fridays. Uh, they're going to be some great matchups Friday, like Ian's Cup and, like I said, you know, uh, Shirts versus New Braunfels. You know, it's, you know, Warren, O'Connor. Uh, Piper Canyon. Piper New Braunfels Canyon. Piper Canyon. Yeah. yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of... Playoff and um, playoff and um, games on the line. And yeah. you're not coming back, right? You, you know, because you're you'll be coming back from Laredo, right? So uh, no, uh, no uh, game for you this weekend. No, I'll be tomorrow. I'll be, I'll be at United South, and then I head out to Victoria in the afternoon. I'll be there. Then I come back Saturday uh, to do another fair at the AT and T Center. But but Monday I'm back back at it. Who knows? Who knows where I'll be? Tuesday, I have an I have an eye for one game, so we'll see. If I can head over there and, and do that. Get back get back to the grind. I was gonna say, did you switch uh, hotels or something or hotel room? It was like looks like you're in total, something totally different from the other day. Yeah, the Laredo yeah, the hotel prices are too high. <laughs> so this is the economy, good state rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here at extended stay, so uh, yeah. Some of the other, some of the other recruiters that I work with this week, you know, work with some of the the prestige schools, so they they have a bigger budget than, than I'm accustomed to. So, but they took me to the nicest places to eat this week, so I'm not complaining about that. There you go. Yeah, that's how you do it. Well, Coach, it was a pleasure having you on. We'll uh, see you, what, nine days? Or is it, no, not a lot. Well, yeah, we might see you on the 11th, right? Are you going to the SAFC match? No, actually, no. Unfortunately, I, I did the math on that. I'll, I'll actually be out of town. I got to go. Um, I got to go early spring break. I got to go. I got to go to El Paso, visit the family and check on check on my parents. So, unfortunately, I just it dawned on me last night, actually, that uh, I'm actually going to be out of town for the season opener so bummer bummer but but i'll be back for everything else so um looking forward to that and then we will be kind of finalizing our bracketology and kind of going through there um just with work schedules and travel schedules and family schedules and all that fun stuff uh yeah hard hard to get together um I got, I got a uh, coach already gave me some homework to start, you know, seeing what the districts are going to be here. So I'll, I'll start going through and uh, seeing if I can dig some records up. Uh, Appreciate you. Good luck with Thank the you. Valley uh, for that here. So, but uh, yeah. Any final thoughts for the, coach? We might have to send Edson a message to tell the Valley people I send their stuff on time on certification day. <laughs> so we have the brackets uh, ready to go. Oof, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. But now a uh, quick final thought for me, Harry. Um, uh, wanted to just just mention really quick. Uh, we posted the uh, 5050 podcast posted something earlier today on uh, social media on Twitter. Um, the kind of thoughts, thoughts, oh, yeah. prayers are That's with right. uh, 
the cattle mills, uh, cattle mills high school community. And, mm-hmm. uh, one of their players, the uh, lady foxes, Victoria Mendez and her family. She, Victoria went down on February 15th in a, I guess a very, very, very bad, uh, freak accident, right? Midair collision. Yeah. And, uh, so there is a, they opened up a GoFundMe for her and her family because it is, it is that significant. And, uh, I'm happy, I'm happy to see at least that it's, uh, just to see what's happening right now with the Texas high school soccer community in support of, uh, it, you know, in support of a community right now is pretty awesome. So if you get a chance, uh, it's floating out there and I can, uh, it's on one of my posts and I know, I know you all put, I think you all put something out on that too, but uh, we treated it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Victoria Mendez and the, uh, the cattle mills, you know, cattle mills high school uh, family, you know, and the, the fighting foxes, the lady foxes, uh, we're we're with you. We're thinking about you, and and if you can, and if you're willing, uh, please maybe consider donating. And if you can't donate, just share if you can, because uh, right now our high school high school soccer community is uh, is is needed. So, especially like a freak accident for, is my understanding right. here. Right. I don't know yeah. why I can't find that tweet all of a sudden because uh, I remembered I got thrown off by having to go pick AJ right back up. Um, so I've been scrambling since then here. <laughs> Yeah, I can. Uh, uh, yes. I, I can send it to you. Here. Yeah, second here. I know I retweeted it. Yeah, but you know, like if any of the San Antonio teams are watching, like I said, it would be great to, to help donate, yeah. help out a, a yeah. part of the. This is part of the fraternity, the sorority of the high school soccer. You know, it's the fa- extended yeah. family. So, yeah. and so. I can share this too. Is not that it really matters, but. The um, the cattle mills community is awesome, man. They are humble. You know, I had them had the privilege of having them on the actual on the fifty fifty podcast earlier this year. Both coaches, and uh, you could just tell, right? You know, sometimes you can just tell within the community, and how they're just all in for each other. And uh, yeah, they're it's a great just a great group. Very unfortunate, obviously, and just kind of want to try to see what we can do to support. All right. Well, my dog has got to go back outside because we brought her in for the storm here. Uh, for right here, there. Uh, here's here's the fox here. Finally found it here. So here it is. Uh, yeah, from here, it's a GoFundMe uh, for. Um, uh, you know, for one of their players who are injured, if you go to the GoFundMe, it definitely gives you uh, for Victoria Mendez uh, for here, where basically she's already been in the hospital for two weeks and she's going to be in for at least another what, four to six weeks here. It looks like here mm-hmm. um, as she has to learn how to walk, uh, walk again here. So um, they set a goal of 15,000. They're almost at 9,500. So uh, if anybody can help out, uh, like I said here, uh, we all know that, you know, playing sports, especially, um, at the high school level, um, a lot of times it's, it's, you know, there's no worries for major injuries, but unfortunately every once in a while there, there is a one that pops up and unfortunately for, uh, Ms. Mendez, uh, it happened to her. Rafa, you want to close us out tonight? Sure. Like I said, uh, thank you guys for showing, for, you know, for coming out. Like I know we had a little less start because of the storms, but, uh, Top 15 was great. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks because we're at the final grind of the season's already going to be uh, regular season almost over. So 
Yeah. We'll find out. So these district races, who comes out on top, and then from there we'll see who's our contenders and who are Cinderellas coming into the you know into the bracketology. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for everybody tuning in. Thank you, Coach. Uh, thank you, Mario, thank you uh, for the for the comments here. And uh, we may have to see if we can get you and Robert on a show together to kind of share goalkeeping stories at St. Mary's, or you know, at least maybe you can give us some dirt on Robert uh, right here. However, <laughs> you want to do it won't object but uh, thank you for everybody tuning in what's life without goals um we may have a uh, a, uh, a san antonio fc uh fan cast show on sunday i guess it depends if there's any news uh surprisingly there has been no news from san antonio fc this week so yeah go figure